Welcome to Prime Cohesion. Please join us as we move forward in this endeavor. We hope you join us for some banter and laughs as we touch on the real live topics that united us. All right, so I got one. All right, go ahead. And this might go before you. Sure. All right. Well, the question came back to me. Do I receive? Huh? Let me, let me get Google ready. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what the document was from the other day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the question was, do I still stand by my original statement, geologists were correct? Don't ask me where did the question come from. But this okay, is like the, 20 or 25 years ago. And I've geologi- s- Geologists are correct in what way? That the planet was warming. We're in a warming cycle. At what point? Now? Right now. Yeah. You made that statement 25 years ago? 20 or 25 years ago. So either someone's trolling the fuck out of me or I trolled myself. I'm not sure which or both is happening here. So I went to pull some data. I think both can be true at the same time. And I don't know the data. Let me just keep this short here and I'll just walk through the data. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So my question has been in the last two or three years, four years. Why is the pH in the oceans rising? That was my question. But I don't discount what the geologists are saying. I think they're correct. Like they're still correct. But I found Smithsonian Institute, global volcanic activity. And this is a funded program that's ongoing. What I found interesting on several levels was Known historically active volcanoes is trending upwards. And what was curious, which I didn't associate to it, was the population is trending with it. Now, what that has to do with it, I don't know. I couldn't find anything to substantiate that. But just to not say we're looking at one data set, we wrote down and looked at the USGS website on the temperatures, and it too follows the same trend line. So the ash from the volcanoes can explain blah, blah, blah. But is that everything? Is man involved? I don't know. We can debate that forever. Kind of like EVs. But I also found from the current generation of technology. So we, I said, okay, is all these trend lines just coincidence? We got four data points. So we pulled the satellite imagery from modern data, which is from the 80s on up. And it too has the same trend line. So actual service temperatures and satellite data shows the same trend line. And we're talking very minute change. We're talking like one Celsius change. So it's not like it's dramatic. Doesn't that matter with surface temperature and all that? Like one Celsius is really more than a lot. Eh, it's not significant, but when you look at the EPICA data, which has more of a telling picture to it. When you overlay all four data sets, they match. But you can't count it out. But this data set is from the core samples from the Antarctica. And it goes back thousands of years, and they have data sets into the million of years. 
and they all kind of show the same thing. But what's interesting, if we're according to the data, we're right around two and a half to three Celsius, we still have potentially another Celsius to go, one, one C to go increase. And there are a couple outliers out through 400 million years, uh, maybe six C on the upswing. And it can drop as low as 12 C below the median. So it's looking very, very plausible that they've been correct since they started doing scoring. Now, is that all inclusive that about CO2 and all this? I don't know. But, you know, that goes back to the 80s when they were completely wrong about smog air pumps and cars, low compression engines. They had all that wrong, too. That was BS when we were I was just a technician back then. You can run them on a gas analyzer on chassis dyno, and we knew that was ES from start to bottom. But does that mean man hasn't done something? Uh, we can't say that. I'm sure we've left footprint here in this generation, but we've been doing that since before written word. Do you feel that the geologists were correct? Yeah, I've, I've never denied in, in my own opinion those facts at all i think there's a i think there's just a misconception about the ozone and what causes the earth's temperature to rise and things like that i think it's i'll be honest with you i think it's more cyclical than anything because this wouldn't this wouldn't be the first time won't probably won't be the last no it seems Um, like every i mean there's a couple blips here and there but in the last 400 million years, it looks like around 75 to 100,000 or so. Yeah. It goes up and comes back down. Yeah, I think the only way is the last is if the sun implodes or whatever you call that. Yeah. Now, there was an interesting uh, spin to this, and I haven't gotten that deep into it, where they're talking about yeah. how our solar systems rotate through the universe. So we don't just rotate in a circle and we don't just rotate around the sun. The sun is in an orbit too. Oh yeah. I don't doubt it. And I, every, well, you're in that, you know, we're in this big universe or whatever, this big nothingness with a whole bunch of other nothingness and then stars and those stars have planets and, and this and that. It's not like, if anybody ever thought we were the only okay, all right, knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. there's no there's no way that you can sit here and say we are the only humans or we're the only beings in the entire universe. You'd have to be retarded to believe that. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Where is it and how far away? I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. But it would be arrogant to say we're the only intelligent life i mean that'd be right. absurd it's too it's yeah. too vast of a space maybe in this galaxy that's possible maybe only in this galaxy but outside of that man there's no telling yeah if we're in a cycle is the one thing the data that i found is, is as we travel through it environmental radiation changes fluctuates different types more of it and that could be like some of these events you see from the coring data. I wonder how 
that can be substantiated because that would be interesting to know because if we're on the uptick and we got one or two Celsius to go, if it's a normal cycle, it looks like an average since 450,000 years ago, it drops 10 degrees Celsius to below medium mark of zero. So that would be about a 12 C change. I wonder how much that would affect the ice caps and how far they would travel. Not sure, but be curious. Think, but won't let us be around to quantify the, it. But I think the more curious thing is if the tectonic plates shift drastically. I think that could be more dangerous than the weather because the ocean levels rising and all that. Like it's survivable. Is everybody going to survive? No, but that's survivable with technology the way it is. If the tectonic plates shift drastically, like let's say California goes into the ocean and let's say, I don't know, Australia and China can join, like mm-hmm. things could, you know, change really quick. I think that type of stuff changes things quicker than just the water levels rising. That's true. But, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions to that about all of it, really, but. It's like the satellite data. Everyone's screaming about the planet's temperature. The satellite data, we can't argue. Still yeah. taking it today. It's only a half a degree Celsius since 19, it was like 83. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not, that's not, that's, you know, that's indisputable. You can't argue that. Um, it's very curious. We can get in this on another episode, but I think, I think an interesting thing would be is, this green initiative that's creating a lot of mess. Because I don't think you people don't. understand how much electronic waste is going to come from this, from unreliable sources. Yeah. And it's probably going to be the next, like, 25 years, 30 years from now, we'll be talking about this environmental disaster from solar panels and wind turbines. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you want to try to, you probably understand it, Better name by I know. You want to try to explain that? Well, I think what we'll do, we'll move that over to the EV discussion, and we'll bring an EI in, and we'll handle uh, it from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's like right now, every coal plant we shut down kind of opens three new ones. They have That's more coal problem. plants in the entire planet, kind of alone. So this is a global problem, not a United States, my environment over my house will be better when we do this, no, it streams mixes this shit up. You still got the same damn problem. Yeah. Not for nothing, but I noticed my gas was below $4 a gallon. I was kind of like, eh, what's going on here? And I got to thinking about it and I was like, it's July, August, September, October, November, four months from an election. Gas prices are going down. Surprise. Well, supplies picking up. Yeah. Cause he's, he's begged everybody and their mama. <laughs> you don't just ramp up fuel production. You know what they did was wrong either too. So they exacerbated the problem. And that's why it probably spiked again. Because you, uh, you know, you know, most of our petroleum reserve is, uh, as far as I know, it's sour crude. Yeah. You familiar with that? No. Sour crude is more. It has more sulfur and other stuff, so it has more t- toxicity to it. More of a diesel. I don't know. It's just type of crude. And like sweet okay. crude is what we refine because it's a cleaner oil per se. So 
from the uh, refinery process, you have less uh, waste and other stuff to dispose of. Or sure. so we basically we can't use the shit without shutting down a refinery to gear up to process this stuff, which takes longer. You with me? Takes longer. Yeah. We're not like overnight. We're talking weeks, maybe a month or more. Yeah. Gear up this crap to turn around to have to stop production of sour crude go back to sweet crude because our administration's a bunch of fools. And that's why you see a lot of time it's being sold on the market and it ends up in China and other places because we, it's not feasible for us to stop the refining process, especially since we're short of refineries. We started up to do sour crude for a brief period of time because the reserve isn't that much. The other thing no one's talking about, you got to refill the damn reserve. Well, that's what I'm wondering. He just sent, what, 1.5 million barrels of reserve oil to China? It was, yeah, it was sold to him, but... Sold or not sold, do we need to sell it? Can we sell it to ourselves? Well, we probably made a profit on it if that's the case, but who's getting the money? But that's a different subject. At this point, I don't care. If, if, I'm, getting a, if I'm getting a price break, I don't care who's getting rich off of it. Because you're charging me twice as much as you did when you took office a year and a half ago. That's the problem. That's my issue. I don't care who gets rich. I don't. Because I'm not that guy. I'm not the one who's going to get rich. No, we're not getting paid off. No. At the end of the day, yeah, I can be mad about it. I can call it out. I can talk about all these white glove motherfuckers that are getting money off the backs of hardworking Americans. Happens every day. It's been happening every day since 1776, okay? Nothing has changed. So my my thing is, if I can catch a break, then I want to catch it. That's, that's just me. Yeah, I just think the refineries are finally caught up because we've been short on refineries for a while, and since the uh, administration has took it upon themselves to declare war on the fossil fuels, they had no incentive to repair the two refineries that were in production prior to him taking office so they're still you know, offline and that's one of the biggest problems do you know how many refineries we have not off the top of my head but it's not very many okay you have any idea how much a we haven't say, built one in like 50 years i think we've expanded we have expanded and we've updated some we've repaired several from hurricanes that's why uh one of them is out now and there was an explosion at another one, I think, in the northeast. Don't quote me on the location. And neither one of them were repaired because of the cost. Do you think if we maybe upgraded some of those facilities, it would be better? When you have an administration that wants to get rid of fossil fuels, they cannot economically do so because no matter what people think, they go, oh, they're made a billion dollars of profit or whatever. No, nah, not really actually look at their profit margin it's only like three or four percent and that takes about 20 years so it's not like they're making hand over fist and when price of oil gets over a hundred dollars a barrel that's where the big number comes from and when it drops down to 40 or 50 dollars a barrel no one's crying to shame and everyone's happy with two dollar gallon fuel that's got about 50 cents of tax or 60 cents worth of tax on it now depending on where you live yeah Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Uh, I don't think it's been over $100 a barrel, unless it's this year, 
this let's, year. Just, let's exclude this year. Mm-hmm. Since 2007, before the market crash. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's I think that's correct. You might be correct. I'd have to I'd have to pull the market stats on it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've been over a hundred dollars a a barrel since that time. And it crashed. I mean, we all we all lived it, so we know. It crashed quick. It hasn't but happened it, often. It's only been in the last twenty or so years. I don't think yeah, it got I, anywhere that high when Carter was Nah, not even close. I I honestly think I think that was the last time because it was you had like Obama. Was it Obama? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Obama. He was he was on his way out. Was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't because he got reelected. Bush Bush was on his way out, and that's when the shit hit the fan. And then Obama took office, and I want to say that first year he was in office, crude oil barrel prices dropped below like I want to say it was like below fifty dollar or yeah below fifty dollars a barrel something like that. Yeah hang on I'll I'll get it pulled up here. Yeah it was pretty rough. We was just hoping we was gonna sell lawnmowers ball. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to sell them them backpack blowers that were on the wall, you know what I'm saying? That's what I was trying to do by then. I mean anybody anybody listening would know it was it was wild because it wasn't like for some people it wasn't like totally uncertain. Some people it was. Some people obviously did not, you know, do well during that time. Some people ended up out on their ass. It's unfortunate. All right, right now we're it's under a hundred right now. Finally, it's but it's still ninety seven fifty. Yeah, I think go. that just I think that just came down in the last couple of days. Year to date, hundred almost one hundred and ten. No, 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 I'm wrong. A hundred and futures were $122 unit. eight. Let's go back <laughs> to your point I should, here. I should have bought a barrel of oil 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. It peaked. Uh, Trump took office 2018, 16. 16. Yeah. It was in a decline. Why it was in a decline at the time? I don't know, but it hit uh, right about $33 a barrel. It climbed to around $60, It started dropping. And then it was down to, and this is from the pandemic, so it, the demand mm-hmm. dropped. It, production went down. Refinery capacity went down. It was down to $25 a barrel. Yeah, because you're being forced to sit in your house. But yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. The price of gas should have been very cheap, and we were nowhere near it. Yeah. And, and now, even, even then, should have been a dollar a gallon, if that. 2020 inflation from the Carter years, I'd say $1.50 roundabout. I'll take that right about now. Because I think in, what was it? I don't remember the year, but I remember at some points I was paying like 67 cents. Now it was in the 80s. We got close to that. We, I think the lowest, hold on. I feel like up here, yeah, we were around, a, it may not have been a couple of years ago, but I mean, around $1.50 at some point. Yeah, it probably got close to it. Yeah, I mean, even when I got my truck, when I got my truck, it cost me twenty-five dollars to fill it up. That was seventeen gallons, thirty bucks, maybe thirty bucks, but still. It's off the environmentalists of some more. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta piss them off. I mean, you gotta dude, make them mad to get their attention. Then, then they might listen for a minute. I'm not denying at all that we have issues. 
100% we have issues. Oh, that was but my point. Saying. Man is leaving his, his mark and always has. But how much relative is it? Do we uh, keep thinking we know it? Yeah. I think physics go beyond our current understanding and we got a ways to go to understand it. But I think we're a long way off from understanding the cycles of the planet and what they really truly mean. Because I don't think if you have a, a huge uh, climactic shift that any, I don't think we're going to survive it. And then how does, how does life start over after that? Because it's happened. It's already happened once. Life started over. Well, there's been super events whenever, since the planet's been born, however, a hundred million, millions right. of years it's been. Right. But what life survived it? I'm curious now, after I saw some of this data, to go back and see, okay, we know we had uh, mankind and whatever, millennium. Well, what did, was that before what did, the uh, most recent super event? What, and how did they did, survive it? What did Neanderthals evolve from? Do you remember? No. There's several generations before that. Yeah, because, I mean, Neanderthals... Correct. Are the, those were the first? No, right? No, no? there's older than that now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they are really mm-hmm. rolling the clock back. I mean, I bet. How could you not? It's oh, it's kind of like volcanic activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we take it for granted what we see and hear about on the surface of the planet, but there's just probably as much or more than underneath the seabeds. I don't know if you ever seen that where they they're venting into the bottom of the seabeds. So. Is this uptick that we see on the surface the same in the bottom of the ocean? Probably so, I I would guess. Yeah, I would assume that it's similar. And any kind of movement, if there's, you know, an earthquake up here, there's an earthquake down there somewhere, that would be my assumption. It's very curious. It was interesting, though. But I, I was more pleased that I found four data sets without spending days and days digging they had the same trend lines. Because when you spread them out by the date, I mean, you can slap them on top of a projector and you wouldn't tell the difference. Yeah. And I found that well, more that, curious than anything. Well, that kind of data is hard to obscure and it's not a talking point. It's, I mean, it's very factual and it's hard to dispute, so. Oh, it's so factual that you can tell that they've gone back and put... uh caveats to it because several of the sites now say this is not the same as or to to, to be spoken to for global warming yeah i mean some of this data's been around a while so you know for sure that they weren't talking about it back then because in the 70s they were complaining about the planet cooling yeah all i know is global warming it's been warming for the last 33 years actually according to this Unless I'm dysfunctional here, that looks about 20,000 years we've been on the upswing. That makes sense. It's very gradual. But to your point earlier, does that mean that plates, tectonic plates are moving? Yeah. I mean, does it? I don't I know. Mean, I'd like to see the thermal data of the planet around the plates right now. At the absolute bottom of that of that diagram, mm-hmm. uh, when it starts to uptick, mm-hmm. are we in an ice age? That, that's a good question. How much ice does that naturally form if a super event don't happen or some other anomaly, astrological, you know, asteroid or whatever? Or just, I mean, I'm very, you know I'm very I mean? curious. I'm very curious because Africa and America and Canada 
we're all connected at one time. And ever since then, the tectonic plates have been moving in the other direction, right? So at what point does California meet Japan? Like, at what point do we come full circle and are we, are we there? Because that's what's happening is, is eventually slowly, 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 slowly. And there may be some big events here and there, but slowly, 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 the East and the West side, West side of Europe and the East side of the United States are moving further and further apart. And eventually we're going to, for whatever reason, I don't know why the, why the plates, why they're moving this way. They've been doing it for millions of years. But that's 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 where we're gonna end up. But you're saying they're um, moving more west all, yeah. all the time. Well, yeah. Or yeah, generally yeah. speaking. So, generally speaking, North North America, South America are moving west, and the rest of the world is moving east. So eventually Pangea will be rejoined on the opposite ends of the continents. Pangea being the original uh, supercontinent that was originally there millions of years ago. Well, the good thing is none of us will be around to verify. Oh, absolutely not. No. The <laughs> last two cycles from the EPICA, they look very, very similar, but there's a blip. Is that an event? I'd be curious to know if that was a blimp. You take that one event off, whatever that is, you can slide that over 150 thousand years and it's the same as the one to the right and you can slide it to the left give or take 20,000 years it's the same as the one to the left so it's interesting just curious all right then until next time we'll find smitty and we'll be back (laughs) thank you for your patronage please share the podcast or tell a friend about it You're listening to the program to help us support first responders and veterans alike. Stop by and check us out on Facebook. For those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program, you can do so at redcircle.com prime cohesion. 